Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. From rare dead stock, the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media and the Mazadcast will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com slash sneakers will enter you in a drawing for one pair of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram, ebay.com slash sneakers, and enter for a pair of Air Force Ones. This is the Mazzotcast. Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to the Mazzotcast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is stimulus check thief, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? Now, joining us tonight is Caleb Bungart, who's mourning a loss with his family. The uh, Tigers took one on the chin tonight in basketball in the SEC tournament. They made it to the second round, of course, lost to Arkansas. I think it was like 70-64 to or something like that, Colin? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it was not great by any stretch. No, and I I, in fact, Brennan, I'm yeah. going to admit that I've been drinking. Heavily. Yeah. Oh, I've got my drink right here. You can hear the jingle of the ice. Yeah. So I don't know how coherent I'll be for the rest of the show. No, and I think you know one thing we should mention. It's hard to know where to start with this team, where we are going into the NCAA tournament, because Colin and I, I think it's safe to say we've been a little bit harsher critics than a lot of fans have been. I, I don't know. Maybe that's the wrong way to look at it. I don't know. We've, we've, we've certainly been critical of this team that we've seen this year. And we've gotten a lot of blowback from fans saying that well, we don't know what we're talking about because we're not following it closely enough. But frankly, everything that I feel like we predicted or complained about since the Tennessee loss early in the year, when we got 
upset by like 20, we're kind of right. I mean, it's not, I get it. It's, it's uh, your team. And, you know, I, I told you not that long ago, Brandon's like, maybe a lot of these guys are so much younger than us. They don't remember the team being very good. And so this seems good. This seems pretty okay, but I don't have to follow it. And I don't need the saber metrics of what's going on behind the scenes to know when I turn on the TV and I watch a basketball, I'm like, that's not a good basketball team. I think there is a certain level of perspective involved in this because we are maybe older than a lot of these younger fans, the college age kids who have never seen Mizzou be good at basketball. We've seen Mizzou on a number of occasions come very, very close to a final four appearance in our lives. And because of that, we know that this is a program that is capable of being not just pretty good, not just mediocre, but very good. And we just, it's been so long since we've seen it. We still hold these expectations that this is possible, but I feel like a lot of young fans are okay with the way this season went because it is better than what they've seen in the past. The thing is, it's like, yeah, but we're still mediocre. You know what I mean? We won 16 games. We're mediocre in a mediocre college basketball right now. Right. I mean, like. There ain't no Duke or Kentucky to contend with right now, you know? After that loss to Tennessee, Colin, I said, you know, obviously Cam Anderson was the most disastrous point in this program's history. I mean, we were winning 10 games a year. And I said, obviously, Conzo Martin is a much better basketball coach than Cam Anderson. He's not a 10-win coach, but he's more like a 15-win coach. And here we are, and he's got 16 wins. And I was told that I didn't know what I was talking about because I said he's a 15-win coach. But show me where I'm wrong. Look at his record. He's been here a time. And the thing I think guess it's most frustrating and the thing that's kind of turned us into, I don't know, I think maybe people look at us as sort of conzo haters or are negative about this team. I don't want to f- get that way because it's clear that Conzo Martin has improved this squad dramatically from when he found it. But what I'm saying is he's not made it great. And to pretend like things are going great is ignoring a lot of realities going on with this team, which is bound to be you know, a less talented team next year. So, I mean, this was a ceiling. They wet the bed at least once a game. Win or lose, they're going to have a stretch in the ball game where they are just going to shit down both legs. It is like a trademark. It's tough to watch. I mean, the shitting the bed thing. I mean, that even the good games, the games that <laughs> Mizzou came out and beat teams that they maybe shouldn't have even beaten because this team has been very good at points in the season. They'd always let up and – so many times they lost games because of it. And obviously this is an, uh, one of those classic tales where, you know, even the mainstream press box super friends have said the book on this team is that they get a big lead on you and then they will give up that lead. It, it happens. That's what's somewhat frustrating about them, Brennan. It's like they, they can play really good defense, but they play it really inconsistently. Yeah. You know, a lot of times when they go on these runs or they get these big leads, it is a product of them kind of playing a very smothering defense and very active defense. And, I've never seen I, – I just feel like the defense goes in and out. And the minute it starts to go out, they just start getting – that's when those runs happen. Yeah. You know, And they just have nobody that can really score consistently, even Tillman. And, and partially because Tillman is a post player. And so the ball – you know, he's sort of dependent on other people to get him the ball to be involved in the offense. You know, so it's hard for him, even if he is great, to, to be the catalyst. You know what I mean? Unless somebody's feeding him. Mm-hmm. And so we just don't have anybody that – you know, when, when Arkansas is going on a 16-0 run – there's just really nobody to turn to. On top of that sort of not having that stopper, I feel like the thing that has been hardest to watch about this team is because they are there are times when they've been really fun to watch, and it's clear that they do have a talented roster. Tillman is so strong, and he's so dominant. He Tillman 
love him or hate him, he changes the course of a game from him simply being yeah. in the game. They have to play around that. You he, know? He, they, they, they pulled that gyrnimus, that, that uh, Jack Skellington guy from Arkansas like, <laughs> almost immediately. They're like, well, this guy can't handle Tillman. Right. And then Drew I Smith. Mean, he looks like a Rantolkus dummy that came to life to be a sex offender. <laughs> Somewhat. Anyway, but Tillman, obviously, and then Drew Smith is so talented. And we've seen some magic out of Drew Smith in the past. And then Xavier Pinson has had amazing moments. You know, this team has mm-hmm. the capability yeah, of being good. I like Pinson a lot of the time. But, man, when he wants to play bad, he don't fuck around. Yeah. Well, and that leads us to Mark Smith, who, I mean, I really don't oh. understand. I feel bad for Mark Smith because of, he shouldn't be out on the court. You know what I mean? Like, Mark yeah, Smith you're is right. – that's that's. I'm just like, why does the guy play so much? What you know, like, I, they bring that picket kid, and I'm like, where's the difference? Yeah, you know I mean? well, like, the thing about this kid playing with that kid. The thing about Mark Smith is that sometimes you know, like, I love all these guys, and they are fun. To, I I like the individual players, but man, there gets to be a point where it's like it's not a it's not an off night and it's not a, a bad stretch you're going through. It's at some point you just got to be like, maybe he's just not very good at basketball, you know? And like Mark <laughs> Smith has not been playing very good basketball for a very long stretch yet. He continues to get solid minutes. And it, it- as you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown university school of continuing studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. There's a lot of things about Conzo, the way he coaches his team, that it makes me scratch my head. And, you know, the, the allotment of minutes is one thing. I remember back in his first season when we were talking about all the Porter Brothers stuff, I was saying, like, this is the game of basketball. We're talking about Michael Porter Jr. He could go out onto a playground and kick ass any day of the week. And Conzo treated him so delicately when he came out of that injury. And I just thought, I, I just feel like they're trying to overcoach sometimes. And it doesn't do you any good. Sometimes it's just I like, do remember throw the away the- one of my biggest frustrations being like Conzo just substituting and substituting. Like and just the team never could seem to get a rhythm, you know, and there was just sort of this, I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't feel that way nearly as much about no i mean he certainly lets the team no he lets the guys play for sure and he has his go-to guys but there's just a lot of times like when you have this much talent and you continue to give up leads you have to start looking at the coach is what i'm saying you know and well and the worst part for mizzou fans and maybe they've got a big class coming behind that i haven't heard about because i lord knows i'm not paying that much attention but (laughs) as far as i can tell (laughs) drew smith and tillman are leaving Unless there's somebody going to fill the gap, things are going to get bad in a hurry. Because there's only two guys on the floor that I'm like, those guys are helping more than they're hurting most of the time. No, I think Drew Smith and Tillman. Like, because Pinson can have a good game, he can just cut your throat. And that Kobe Brown can have you know, he'll score 24 one night and literally go 0 for 8 for fucking three point the next. I mean, like, there's Drew Smith and Tillman are the only two players in this team that will consistently give you 
positive, more positive basketball plays than negative. You know, th- some of those guys have good games and bad games, but the net gain is zero at the end of the <laughs> season. You know what I mean? Like they have hurt you as much as they helped you basically yeah. along this road. Maybe turning a little bit more positively because I kind of feel like we've been negative all basketball season. What you are you know, supposed to be like? That's a, that's guilt talking, Brennan, from getting clubbed on Twitter for being negative. It's like, it's not, it's not negative. It's the truth. No, no, either guys. I don't want them to suck. Maybe they suck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it sucks a strong word, but it's, you know what I mean? Like, because they don't suck. I mean, there are lots of teams worse than Missouri, but like, this team's going nowhere. It is not good. God, no. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I, I hope everybody just clubbed me to death when they go to the final four, but they won't. No, and that's, I think you said that uh, a time ago, Colin, is that while you are being critical, you'd be critical of any coach. The thing about it is you you hope you're wrong. You hope they're wildly successful, but to thus Look, far. Arkansas sucks too. They beat us and they mm-hmm. think they're good, but they're not any good either. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's Gonzaga's year. Mizzou fans, I'm not just negative about us. Well, and I know I see lots of teams that aren't any good. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to say that there have been positives that, that, for real, though. Like, uh, we've got 16 wins and while that's not the world's greatest record it means no it's we, not we got through a covid year which significantly but the team has been on an upward trajectory the number of wins we've had in a season has been getting has been improving it's not where we want it to be but it is improving and i wanted to mention tillman for a minute because he reminds me so much he's a player i like to root for he reminds me very much of terry beckner jr on the football team a guy who's from here he chose mizzou over a lot of other options he really had some he committed up- from illinois yeah he had some ups and downs but he's really grown i mean there are a lot of parallels i feel like in, in terry beckner jr's career and i was a huge fan of terry beckner jr because he came back for senior year he didn't have to do that he was great i heard his draft stock honestly yeah i know it's probably true and but tillman is the same way is tillman the world's greatest basketball player no of course he's not the world's greatest basketball player but man has that guy really matured over the course of his time at Mizzou. I mean, he was very well, he's gonna rough. Play in the, he's going to play in the league. You know yeah. I mean? He's a good ball player. And, and when he was a freshman, I wasn't sure that would happen. You know what I mean? Because he had the size, obviously, but he was clumsy. You know what I mean? He was so foul prone. and that Very lasted, raw. Lasted for a long time, but he there's no question that he's matured and become a much better basketball player in the time he's been here. And you do have to credit Conzo for moving him towards that. Anyway, I'm a big Tillman supporter. I hope he does really well after Mizzou. And uh, I think that's worth mentioning, Colin, that is positive, whether it's guilt-driven or not. Well, like I said, we could be wrong, but I just – I'm not trying to rub it in. Or I just – it's not – if you watch – if you've watched much basketball, you just watch this and go – what about tonight made you go, yeah, I like what I'm seeing. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, and I'm being too harsh, I guess, to, to try to make it funny, but because they, they're not, they don't, they're not the worst basketball team ever. They are not. They're not a bad little team. But I think what I, I just, when people are telling me I'm an idiot because I think like, they're not very good, and I'm just like, really? Because I'm watching the same game you are, and I just feel like, even then, they're not very good. No, but, well, you know what they are, though, Colin? I do feel like they are a team in a tournament who could sneak up and bite somebody. But the problem is they're not They've done it several times this year. I mean, they beat Illinois, they beat Oregon, they beat Alabama, they beat Alabama. You know, it's not like they, that's what I mean. They could make a run in the tournament. No, I don't think they can. What I'm saying is I think they could beat anybody in this tournament in any one game, but they're not built to be a tournament team because they can't sustain wins. You know, they're not, I mean, I know they're not really in any real danger. I just mean that like they could win a game in the tournament. You know what I mean? Like they could, 
like you said, they could win any one game. They could beat somebody good. Teams that like can't beat anybody, like even on their best night, won't beat anybody. Like Mizzou's not that team. If they're playing their game, they can be almost anybody. So, I mean, they are at least that talented, and that is a credit to them. My question, I guess, to you, Colin, is that Conzo uh, took his most talented team and, and had some a disappointing run. His best record at Mizzou ever got us where we are right now, probably in the tournament. He didn't win a game. Four seasons on. He's matching the best season ever in that he's made the tournament. Does he have to win a game to prove that this team is on the up and up? Or is he, if they lose in the first round of the tournament again, where does he stand? I don't know. I mean, sometimes I feel like my judgment is skewed. You know, like maybe he has had enough success that we should be, we shouldn't expect him to get the can, you know, but I feel like he doesn't win. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't just, I don't know where the expectation should be anymore. I don't like what I see, but I don't. They're just one player away, honestly. I mean, they are mm. just, you know, if you could put Cassius Robertson on this team or if you could put Phil Pressey on this team, you know, if they just had one more guy, like a like a, a go-to guy to go with Tillman, do you know what I mean? But they just yeah. got a bunch of role players, basically. Tillman is more than a role player, you know what I mean? Like, he's a, he's a legit, but he's also a post player. And it, like I said, it's post players are so dependent on everyone else to get them involved. It's hard sometimes, you know, it's hard for a post player to take over a game unless the guards will feed him, you know, so well, we I don't have anybody else. And so, like, God, how Phil, how Phil Pressey would change this team, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, I, well, I think when you, you're a team that their best player is a post player like we are with Tillman, you're dependent on matchups. You know, who we get the draw in the tournament yeah. is a huge factor for us because if we get a small team and all we have yeah, to do if, is – If pl- we're going to play Arkansas and they're going to leave Slenderman in, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. that, that is advantage Mizzou. There, there are situations where if we if – But if somebody's it, as big as Tillman and then – Good as, as athletic as Tillman, then all of a sudden the matchup doesn't work in our favor. You know, with the thing that I think really has been bothersome about this team – has been the turnovers. You know, it seems like just crazy oh. turnovers at the absolute worst time. It seems like, well, well, the game is on the line. I better kick this ball off my knee. You know what there I mean? There was like, a part of this game against Arkansas where they went up that 16-0 run where Benny Hill music should have been playing behind our offense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just <laughs> dribbling off their feet and off their fucking forehead, knocking out of bounds. Like, it, stupid passes, just everything you can imagine. And like, it does seem. Jesus Christ, this fell apart so quickly. I mean, that's, really, it's really impressive how quickly they fell apart, you know, if I'm being honest. That's how you I know, felt to, against. So I to give them some credit, I mean, to fall apart that quickly. <laughs> well done, fellas. Very, very <laughs> impressive. That's how I felt in, the, I think it was a Mississippi State game where they were a far better team than Mississippi State. And they led throughout the first half. And then they just turn on the Benny Hill music. And away they go with starting to kick basketballs off their knee for no reason, you know. And, you know, sporadic at the foul line overall, they always seem to have a very good free throw shooting percentage. But every time you need a free throw in a crucial second, it dongs off the rim as hard as possible. Uh, These are the things that combine to losing double-digit leads, which is what the team's kind of known for. Like I said, I I just – I. I feel bad for Conzo in this respect, except maybe I shouldn't because he's the guy who recruits, but he has just one player away from really having a, because they're a good team, but like the to a really good team to be a team that was truly competitive in that top 10 in the the country, they're, they're a player away. And yeah. uh, I wish he had that player because it is a kind of a waste of a lot of good role players. I mean, it's it wouldn't be great if you didn't have to depend on some of these guys so heavily. What if Drew Smith was your third option? Yeah, it's, it's, The problem is, is Drew Smith has to try to be the man and Drew Smith is, 
that's not who he is. You know, that's not who anybody on our team is. Yeah, and, and the whole season's been strange to watch anyway because there have been points. I mean, obviously, early after we got beat by Tennessee so badly, we came out really hard and fast negative about the the direction this team was headed. And I think the the shit we caught at the time was that Tennessee is the best team in the country. Any team would – everybody's going to lose to them by 20. Well, that was obviously not fair criticism. It was wildly incorrect. But then this team did turn it around. This team had a stretch of really good wins. And there was a, definitely a point in the season where I thought, well, Colin and I maybe came in too hot. Every team – give every team a little credit. You know what I mean? This is not going to be 32-1 and one type of season for us. Sure, we've lost a few games, but, man, they're hot right now. And then, of course, I completely eat my words again when we lose bonehead games, you know, like the big loss to Mississippi State after leading by so much. Same thing twice against Ole Miss. Oh, God. I mean, the Tennessee loss the second time. There's so many games that, frankly, we should have won and we didn't that you're like, well, no, we were right. When we came in hard and fast, negative early, we were right all along. I'm not happy saying that, but it's true. Basketball is – it's not great right now, and uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not optimistic about the future. That's where I'm at right now. Well, what, how would you feel? Say they won two games, made it like a Sweet Sixteen run. I'd be that'd be great. That would be great. It would make me a lot more confident in Conzo, honestly, because I've seen enough of this team to know what it is. And if Conzo can ring two tournament wins out of them, then he he will deserve some kudos. Yeah. Okay. Well, what what would you think if he lost first round in a bad, embarrassing way? I would think, wow, I saw that coming. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we move ahead, Colin, to football? We've got some big news after the break. We'll talk about that. The, obviously, it's not big news. Everybody knows it. Obviously, we had a big recruiting week last week with uh, Eli Drinkwitz, and then there was some Kansas news we do need to cover. It's been a while. We'll get to all of that after the break. This is the Mazzotcast. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NBA is in full swing and college basketball is heating up. The NCAA tournament is coming and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest at BetOnline. It is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. It's Buffalo Bill calling in again. And I just wanted to say after this South Carolina game that there was just something special about the team with Tillman back. And I just really think there's something beautiful about watching those two dissect the other team like that. Yeah, we're already down by three versus Arnstall in the SEC tournament. So I'm going to go ahead and guess we're going to lose this game. What's our chances of getting to the tournament? I hope I'm wrong. I hope we win this game, but we're going to fucking lose it. It's Stick Wiley, by the way. You know, I'm a pretty good caller at this time. Love the podcast, but we are fucking garbage. Kwanzaa is the basketball berry. We need a basketball drink. And we are back. Colin, uh, I guess I'm going to leave it to you. Would you like to get to the Kansas news first, or would you like to talk college football recruiting? 
Uh, let's go with Mizzou. Th- all things Mizzou first, obviously. I mean, it's let's Kansas is. You know, we don't want to give them any billing. Yeah, they should always take backseat. Yeah, that's that is yeah, correct. The news that we were talking about, obviously, is the recruitment of Sam Horn, the four-star quarterback out of Georgia that Eli Drinkwitz had recruited last week. And it's a, it's notable for a number of reasons. Obviously, it is huge to land a big-time quarterback, and he is a blue chipper. Mizzou hasn't had too many of those at the quarterback position, and we certainly haven't had many of them from out of state. Yeah, I tell you what, I some of the reaction I immediately saw from people is like, what are we going to do with all these quarterbacks? Now you've got <laughs> Connor Bazelak, and you've got uh, Cook. And now you've got porn and what is it going to do? And I'm like, who cares? What a great problem to have. (laughs) I mean, what a terrific, awesome problem to have. You think, do you think fucking Alabama cares when there's 14 guys in line with five stars behind their name to play? You know what I mean? Like it ain't an issue. Yeah. That's, that's (laughs) the way I always feel when people are like, wow, wow, wow. I'm in the highest tax bracket. (laughs) Like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. You made so much fucking money, asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's great. It is. Uh, it's exciting. Yeah, I hope. I hope Drinkwitz can create this sort of competition at every position on the field. That would be good for us ultimately. Mm-hmm. Though I, I appreciate everybody's sentiment for people's playing time. You know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> I really. Feel, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you feel so strongly that everybody get a chance to play. But it's college football, and I yeah. want if if a couple of these guys have to fucking ride the pine because we've just got a guy who's that good. Oh, so be it. Yeah, that's uh, that's right. And obviously, I think we're in a really good position. I don't know what we're going to do with some of our other quarterbacks. I mean, we've got uh, a backlog of quarterbacks, like you say. I think, obviously, my opinion as far as what we'll see next fall is that we've got a guy in Connor Bazelak who has a lot of eligibility left, and he led Mizzou through COVID year and a year where we absolutely hosed on our schedule. We had like Alabama and LSU nearly back-to-back. Uh, it wasn't the world's greatest season, but he led the team well through all that, and I don't think you're going to get even a big quarterback like Sam Horn to start his first game as a freshman. Obviously, there's going to be some some breaking in time, and I think we should be happy that we got a guy like Connor Bazelak to bridge whatever – comes after Connor Bazelak. I don't think we're going to see Connor Bazelak be yeah. our senior quarterback, but he's going to be the perfect guy to sort of – I mean, I feel very confident with him back there, and whoever ends up being better than him, it's just great for the Tigers. You know, It's just a win for the Tigers all the way around. Yeah, I mean, remember remember Eason for Georgia? Yeah, of course. You know, like who would have thought he was going to – like that guy looked good, and he ended up transferring away, and somebody else took his job, and everybody everything worked out okay for Georgia. You know what I mean? Like so – if Connor Bazelak is a bridge quarterback to something else, or he starts for four, or in this case, maybe five straight seasons because he's just that good. I mean, it's just a great problem to have and a problem I can't remember having with just about any other coach. I mean, God, think about a couple of years ago when we had to go out into the transfer world to get uh, Kelly Bryant because we didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, we had nothing in the cupboard. Well, we didn't really have much in the cupboard this year when we started the season with Sean Robinson, the quarterback, which turned into an epic failure. I mean, I don't think we've really ever appreciated what a bad decision that was early on. I mean, obviously it was remedied early by putting Bazelak in, but damn, that did not work out. So that was two straight years of really not having a starting quarterback. And now, like I said, they got this backlog and it's of course easier than ever for 
players to transfer out if it's not working out, if they're not getting playing time. So I don't imagine all these guys we've got on the roster are going to play their full time, you know, all their eligibility at Mizzou. But good news, though, if I mean, everybody knows this, but Sean Robinson's staying and he's actually playing safety. That's right. Yeah. I tell you what, and good I'm on so him rooting for that guy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like uh, as a quarterback boy, he, he he had a rough start. I think everybody's excited that he stayed and now he's going to try to play a new position. I hope he plays. I hope he's good enough to play. I do, too. I mean, I think obviously that he probably felt like he didn't want to keep moving around. He'd been at TCU before and that didn't work out either. And this wasn't working out at quarterback, obviously, this year. But. Man, he's obviously a very talented athlete, and he has shown some really good skills at that position already in the short time he's spent in the 2020 season. So I'm optimistic that he will do well, and I think it's going to be, like we talked about with Terry Beckner Jr. or Tillman, a, you know, a good story to come out of Mizzou, hopefully. Uh, there's no reason at all to root against Sean Robinson. No, I'm, 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 I'm really pulling for him. I hope he plays a lot. I I could see also see a scenario where he, you know, he played at the end of the season at the end of the game last year and played well, but you know, him being a guy, you know, third on the depth chart when, when the actual season starts, because he just doesn't have that much experience, but I'm hoping because he is such a tremendous athlete and because he's so committed to, to football that he will really be a big boon to our defense. I, I, I don't, wouldn't bet on it, but I hope it happens. Yeah, I think uh, the Tigers are only going to be better from that. Uh, while he's leaving the quarterback position, obviously we've got Bazelak, we've got Brady Cook, who there was a lot of excitement about him whenever he signed. Tyler Macon, the same can be said for him. Uh, we've got a kid named Jack Samsel, who's from uh, Alabama, um, Spanish Fort, Alabama. He's he's a redshirt junior, but uh, uh, I think he's pretty low on the depth chart. But then you bring in Sam Horn, and, I mean, we – you know, it is – an embarrassment of riches in a way that we just don't see at the number one position. I mean, you know, maybe pitcher in baseball. I don't think there's an equivalent in basketball, but like no position is more important than the quarterback yeah. position. Well, Gary Pinkle said it. I mean, Gary Pinkle said it in interviews early on when he started coaching Mizzou. He said, we will always have a quarterback because he just knew like that's that's where that's the money position. And and he did, you know, he was, you know, Chase Daniel and Blaine Gabbert and, you know, the, he, you know, he had, he always had a good quarterback, you know, and because, and you've seen teams like blue chip programs like Florida, you know what I mean? Who don't have quarterbacks, you know, it's, they are hard to get your hands on and Pinkle always had one. And I think uh, Drinkwitz is going to probably continue that trend the way it looks. Cause right now he's at least three deep and, and quality potential starters. We're going to see a team with a brand new defense and we're going to see a team with a incredible depth at the quarterback position. It's a pretty exciting position to find ourselves entering the 2021 season. Hopefully the way things are going with the COVID vaccine, we'll have a lot more people in the stands. It'll start to feel a little bit more normal because there was just a level of weird, surreal, kind of like fake season about not just football, but also this basketball season, Major League Baseball. It's just been weird without the fans there. And I am really looking forward to seeing a good Mizzou football team in front of a packed furrow. And I think Every sporting venue is going to be selling out in a way that we haven't seen in a long time when we're allowed to go and watch and cheer and root safely. I'm really hopeful about the defense and maybe everybody will will profit from this. I'm sure they will. But like because of the covid allowing everybody to stay like I know Mizzou has like their defensive line is like coming back. You know, I mean, they're going to have a lot of very experienced uh, linemen. Now, that doesn't say that much because our defensive line didn't play very well. But it's, you know, another year seasoning and more and more depth. I mean, depth alone is great. There's a lot going to be a lot of players um, that would have already had moved on 
that Drinkwitz is going to be able to pull from too. So, of course, everybody's going to probably be in that same circumstance. But I'm like, that's got to help the defense. Well, and I also look at, you know, Drinkwitz, I think it's probably safe to say he aced his first season, right? Like he he injected a level of an excitement that we didn't expect to see out of this program given where it ended in the Barry Odom era. Obviously, we lost the bowl game and it didn't – there were some games and it kind of petered out at the end of the year. But what from what expectations were to where Grinkwitz has us coming into the second season, I, th- I mean, you have to be very high on Eli Drinkwitz. I can't imagine many people who aren't at this point – yeah, well, I think he, he just comes off of a, as a confident guy who knows what he's doing, and and the team was cleaner this year. I think he he did. He aced his first year, and I, I like how straightforward he is in the press conferences. You know, when he got rid of Walters as the defensive coordinator, he basically said, you know, I think we got predictable on defense. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't know, I mean, it's kind of throwing the guy into the bus, but at the same time, he's just telling you, like, listen, you know, the defense didn't play well, especially in the, the season, and I think it's because everybody knew what the fuck we were doing. Most coaches would have given you some fucking canned bullshit answer and, you know, just in, in deference to the coach that just got shit canned, but not drink. He's like, yeah, this is what, exactly what happened. Well, and the thing that excites me, Colin, is that this was his first year and almost, I don't know if there's ever been a coach ever that their best year was their first year at a team. You know what I mean? He's just getting yeah. to know. There's reasons for optimism. Right. He's just getting to know the school. He's just getting to know his players. He's just getting to know his coaches. He's in a much better position. Almost every capacity you look at it this year than he was last year. And, uh, you know, we weren't a terrible team last year. So I'm excited. I mean, basketball, it's going to come down to (laughs) – basketball is going to come down to this tournament. You know, if if Conzo pulls out two wins, I think – you can forgive a lot of things that happened this year. If he doesn't, we're going to be asking a lot of questions. Football, all there is is optimism. It's full steam ahead. Obviously, they had a weird spring practice this year because, you know, COVID regulations and all that. But I feel like when we're it's here late March, early April, whatever time, you know, the spring starts coming around, football seems like a million miles away. But before you know it, they're starting to talk about coming back for camp. And uh, I'm going to be as excited about this season as I've been, I don't know, in a long time, since while, the Pinkle yeah. era probably. For real. Yeah, for real. I have, I have optimism. Um, and not, even though, I don't know, that I don't know what the record would be. I'm not ready to go that far and say, but, but I have all the optimism in the world. You know what I mean? And I, not that I, I can't imagine they're going to shock the world next year. But Drinkwitz, by all accounts, is, is recruiting better than we've had in quite some time. You know, and that may not all come together this season, but you know there's seasons to come. I don't know. Like I said, he's given us no signs not to be optimistic. Maybe in, in a year from now, we're being like, God, I hate Drinkwitz. I wish they'd fire that miserable bastard. But <laughs> I can't see that on the horizon. No. And, and you know, there were times during the football season, I'm not going to say it was all rosy and everything went perfectly last year. There were times we were upset and there were times that things happened that we didn't like. But all in all, given expectations and where we ended up and how the season went and the position we're now put in for the coming season, I, I mean, you're crazy if you're mad at Drinkwitz for anything. Like, if you're not on Team Drink, well, you just don't like Mizzou. You know what I mean? Like, Well, and really, and enjoy it because think, I mean, look at all the conflicting opinion about Conzo Martin. Right. I mean, like, or fans arguing with each other. Who is he good enough to keep? Is he good? He's like, hey, enjoy the honeymoon with Drinkwitz because right now he's given us a decent season where he accomplished more than was expected. So everybody's positive. Enjoy this time being positive with any of our coaches. You know what I mean? Because you know how quickly it can turn. <laughs> you know, yeah. we all like Barry too. You know what I mean? Like the first year, we thought, man, Barry's going to be great. <laughs> well, I mean, there were questions. You know, I don't think. No, it was- you're right. We were not this. 
like nobody was ready to give up on Barry after season one. But I also I don't think if you went back to this Mazad cast, you could listen to me going, boy, there's just no reasons for anything but positivity. Well, and I think we, we've always been hopeful. Like I said, even when we're critical, we're hopeful that things will turn around. And with Barry Odom. He was looked at, I mean, as a, as a slightly better version than the Kim Anderson hire, you know, when he was the true son hire. But we were like, yeah, but when we hired Barry Odom, it's because he has an actual track record. When we hired Kim Anderson, it was some yeah. sort of nostalgia for the 1980s. If he wasn't going to coach at Missouri. He's going to go to Memphis. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he was going to be a head coach. He was on the market. Whereas Nobody Kim was. Anderson, well, there's only one fucking team on the entire planet that would hire him in Division One, and it was us. And, and Pittsburgh State. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's, um, but uh, anyway, Colin, I think there's other news in the sports world that is pertinent to us that we need to get to. Uh, it happened, you know, a few days. It's been unfolding. Let's just put it that way. Why don't we get to a very special episode of uh, Kansas News? Well, I always heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas: sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. All right, Colin, obviously the news I'm talking about is that uh, the University of Kansas has uh, parted ways with their athletic director, Jeff Long, just two days after Kansas also mutually decided to part ways with head football coach Les Miles. Holy moly. Turns out Les Miles is a creep. Yeah. And I don't know if this is the case, but I know like in, in not that long ago, one of our shows was like, how the fuck does Les Miles win a national championship coaching the SEC at LSU and can't find any job except yeah. for Kansas? How does that happen? Well, I think we just found out. Yeah, now we know. And I think the thing about this is that, God, Les Miles has had to have known for a long time that this report and this investigation yes. was underway. He was clearly interviewed for it. And uh he knew this was part of his package whenever he decided to go to Kansas. And uh, what did he think would happen? How did he think this would end? You know, like this was going to be the, <laughs> the uh, did he think that they were going to be like, well, I guess since it happened at LSU and not here, we'll just look the other way. I mean, and I guess maybe, it is I Kansas. Know. I mean, maybe, they've maybe, got an, maybe that's why he got hired at Kansas. He's like, if there's one school that is so morally bankrupt that won't <laughs> mind that I am trying to Grope young women at my house. Yeah, um, with a burner phone. It's, yeah, it's got to, it's going to be Kansas. You know, I mean, they'll let me get away with it. Yeah, they, it, was, it was Kansas or Oklahoma. You know what I mean? And Oklahoma had a coach. <laughs> That's right. So he went to the Hugh Freeze School of Groping. <laughs> it's, uh, he's a big fat fucking creep. Obviously, Jeff Long's a terrible athletic director. He's cratered their program, not just in football, which was already at a pretty much all time low, but basketball is in dire straits as well as they're not just under investigation by the NCAA, but the actual FBI, because obviously their, their head coach, Kim Jong bill is a criminal felon. He's a horrible person. And well, I, I saw, um, it'll catch up on Twitter him. saying they needed to involve bill self in the hiring process. I'm like, dude, bill self is not going to be there much longer. Cause the shit at some point, the fucking hammer is going to fall for all this stuff. And he's just going to run to the NBA. It's amazing that it hasn't happened yet. But when you look at just some of the horrible allegations that are taking place within the basketball program, and then obviously hiring, let's be honest, Les Miles wasn't just tearing it up on the football field either. He was obviously yeah. let go for some of the allegations that happened at LSU, but uh, it and wasn't like a weird, weird perv too. Yeah. You know what I mean? so. <laughs> yeah, he's a weird perv and the football team is absolutely stuck in a mire and can't get out and he has done nothing to help them so uh how many Imagine coaches having are- a profile that high and just being like you know what i'm gonna do <laughs> 
Where's my phone at? I got somebody to text. Yeah, I've got a college student to text. What kind <laughs> yeah. of fucking logic is that? He's only got millions and millions and you millions know what I'm of do? dollars. I'm gonna come over to the house. It's you know, just just me and a college student hanging out. You know. It just speaks to the unbelievable hubris to think that these guys just are going to get away with it or that it's fine or that no, you know oh, what hello, I mean? Like, dear. Thanks for coming over. Uh, can I interest you in a Metamucil? I, no. All right. Well, how about some right fescue? Here. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the whole program is, I mean, football, basketball, otherwise. You like my slippers, dear? I wear them. They're special for bunions. <laughs> yeah. He's going to relate to them. Yeah. <laughs> See how my hair has that special tint of red? That's because it's super white, but I try to dye it brown and it becomes this color. <laughs> like the so, kids do. Uh, now I'd like to kiss you on the face. <laughs> that was this pickup line? Yeah. Good. I'm going to put my mouth on your mouth now. <laughs> I think he's got that kind of smoothness. You know who is smooth? And then I'm hoping at least our, our private parts high-fiving <laughs> each other. Let's do this. What's interesting, Colin, is he Les Miles is probably the least smooth operator in all of college football. One of, you know, I just say, like mm-hmm. he's you put Les Miles at a bar and he's not going to do very well. But the weird thing is, the guy who I think is going to clean up, and we've seen the photo evidence to prove this, is Les Miles' successor at LSU, and that's Ed Ogeron, Coach O. We know gets the ladies. Yeah. That, <laughs> Coach O that, is living his best life. That tan leather skin with a gold chain. <laughs> Coach yeah. O is living his best life. You know, he he's all sports cars and big boobs, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And the ladies are attracted to his musk. Oh, Victor Miller like scent. It drives the ladies wild. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, Coach O's a better hang than Les Miles, don't you think? I mean, if you had to run with one of them for I mean, they're obviously oh, both for without question. Without question. Les Miles is gonna take you to the place that's going to have the best burger in Kansas. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and uh, Ed Ogeron's going to be like, boys, let's go get some strippers and some cocaine. Yeah. And he, like, you can't outlast Ed Ogeron. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're tired. It's three in the morning. Your head is <laughs> nodding up and down. And he's still Here, like, take a yellow one and keep you up. <laughs> and he's, you're somehow in a stolen convertible. Ed Ogeron's got the wheel and you're headed to Vegas. And it's like, yeah. fuck, Ed. You got an off season. We all have to go to work in the morning. Yeah. Meanwhile, Les Miles is like, hey, let's go to this local bar where everybody knows me. They always buy my drinks. <laughs> have you seen my windbreaker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Coach Ogeron's like, bring the car battery. You're going to need it for the strippers. <laughs> I'm not planning on one of them to die, but they usually will. And by strippers, I mean prostitutes. <laughs> yeah. Coach O, he, uh, he got that divorce and he's been wild and free. You know how, uh, like, there was that sort of frat boy uh, worship for, like, certain people? Like they just turn, they turn certain personalities. Like Donald Trump's a good example. You know, like oh, you know, they, they like turn him into some sort of like, hey, he's kind of a party boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, that's what they need to do with Coach O. Like, let's endorse Coach O as just like this. This uh, let's create this uh, uh, persona, just an uninhibited party animal. Speaking of Coach O's and party animals, I mean, I feel like you know Arkansas's defensive coordinator is a little bit of a partier himself. <laughs> Talk about a guy that's going to take you out for the best burger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Colin. So we've gotten to the basketball. We've gotten to uh, Kansas's problems. We've gotten to football with its recruiting going well. I think I appreciate the deep dive into Ogeron and uh, Les Miles. It's obviously Ogeron's more fun, better guy, less of a creep. <laughs> Coach O yep, on all yep. counts. But so everything's uh, coming up Kansas. <laughs> seems to be. But I, I do want to look ahead, Colin. I, Kansas had to bow out of the Big 12 basketball tournament because they had a positive oh, COVID gosh, case. So there's another downer for that program. They've had a rough week. 
But uh, Mizzou, I don't know where we end up, but you know, people talking about an eight and nine seed, that's sort of a dreaded position to find yourself in the NCAA tournament. I don't know that we hurt ourselves too badly in this tournament because I think if we lose to Georgia, that doesn't look good for our resume. I think a loss to Arkansas, there's a lot of teams that lose in the second round of their conference tournament. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. They were, they were a two seed. We were a seven, you know, we weren't the only ones that thought they could lose to Arkansas. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. So I, I don't know where we land, but I think we are a team that if we get the right matchup, if we get a team that, that looks good up against us, we could win. Will we win multiple games? I think that starts to get pretty hard to believe pretty quickly because this is just not a team that goes on big runs. They well, show hey, up you know on what? occasion. Let's just, let's just be happy we're going to a tournament. You know what I mean? Like, let's well, some people are. So hopefully it's going to be a super – frustrating loss probably that uh yeah. just like tonight's and so many <laughs> others but you know we are going to the tournament and there is That's that true. and while i i sometimes i feel like we're too dismissive of that fact i mean we are in the tournament and uh but it's uh and that's a good thing it really is i'm gonna look forward to watching a tournament game that involves my team and god if i could get a second one i would count myself pretty lucky Sure. And it's not a, it's not a thing we've been able to enjoy very frequently in the last 10 years as a tournament visit. So we should enjoy it. And if we do win a game and we find ourselves, you know, in the second round, it's pretty exciting. At least we've gotten ourselves there for all the ups and downs. Well, here we are. So good luck to the Tigers heading into the NCAA tournament. We'll probably come to you all again whenever we find out where we sit in that tournament. And then if we uh, if we go deep, obviously we want to talk about it. So until then, follow us on Twitter at Mazodcast. Follow us on our Instagram account. We're all at Mazodcast everywhere. And if you're a Patreon listener, we're going to be putting some stuff up for you shortly. And one thing we I want to put out there because I don't do it frequently enough is that we do try to get listener music on our show. And if you have a band or if you produce your own music and you want to have it get some airplay, we do have some listeners. We have. Quite more than we'd ever thought we would ever have. And so we'd love to play your song during our breaks. I keep thinking, Colin, I want to put them at the end of the show, but then I always forget to do it. But we get some awesome music. It's hard to believe the people that listen to this show actually God, are that talented. you're a stupid idiot. <laughs> I know I am. Why don't you do, why don't you do that, Brennan? God. Well, I don't know, because like maybe somebody I like- I would do it if I was the one doing all the work. <laughs> we do get emails and tweets and stuff <laughs> saying, who is that band you played or what was that song? I really liked it. And it would be nice if I was a little bit better about playing. Like, if somebody wanted to hear the whole song, you could put it at the end, and they could hear. Oh, the Brandon, there's any number of things we could be better at on this show. I mean, really, it's it's uh, so many things. So We're don't get yourself too beat up over that one. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's true. We are a We're, constant disappointment to our parents and ourselves. That's right, and our uh, and our fan base. Yeah. So basically, anyone who knows us. All right, cool, Colin. Let's go root for the Tigers and whoever they're going to be going up against. Hopefully, not the uh, Gonzaga Bulldogs, but uh, M I Z Z O U. Turns out, Les Miles is a creep.